You're listening to Healthy Living with Eric Sue Podcast, episode 122. This episode of Healthy Living with Eric Sue Podcast is brought to you by Eric Sue Mastermind. Are you ready to experience health and wellness like never before? Or maybe you are doing well, but you can take your life to a whole new level. To do that, you have to set yourself up to win. You need a process, a way to consistently grow and produce the results you want. That's what Eric Sue Mastermind can do for you. You get Eric Sue himself with 15 plus years of training experience, proven methods, and knowledge so you can have the skills to achieve everything you have dreamed of. To help you get started, Eric is offering podcast listeners a free results coaching strategy session. It's a $60 value and you're getting it for free. Visit ericwsue.com forward slash free coaching call and schedule that free session today. Hey, it's Eric Sue. I quickly wanted to thank all my longtime listeners for your continued support. I also wanted to say hi to any first-time listeners. No matter who you are, I am committed to providing you the best health and wellness information possible. If you like what you hear, share it with a friend. Also, rate and review this show on iTunes or Stitcher so more people can find us. Let's keep this movement growing. Thanks again, and now on to the show. Health tips, wellness advice. No hype. Welcome to Healthy Living with Eric Sue, the show that inspires, motivates, and educates you towards your healthiest life. And now your host, Eric Sue. Hey guys, Eric Sue here. Welcome to another episode of Healthy Living with Eric Sue. We have an outgoing personal trainer with us today. His name is Grant Luther. We will be talking about establishing a routine and using technology to get results. So without any delay, let me introduce you all to Grant. Grant, are you ready to make it happen? Ready to go. Awesome. Grant has been a personal trainer and group fitness instructor for two years. He received his certification from the American Council on Exercise. He currently trains out of the ARC Center in West Chicago. Grant passionately pursues improving the lives of those around him through physical fitness and diet recommendations. Grant, that was just a little bit about who you are. Could you share with us a little bit more on how you got started? Absolutely, yeah. Um, I got started uh, right out of high school, actually. I had an advanced strength training class, and I just fell in love with with fitness at that point. Um, After that, I was watching YouTube videos, going online, looking for fitness tips and tricks, and uh, started training friends and family after that. Um, Through college, I still followed that kind of passion slash hobby and was training friends and family. I got my college degree actually in entrepreneurship and small business management and kind of followed that course for a while, was a leasing manager um, at a department complex, and I actually didn't like that job, gained some weight, didn't like where I was going with my life, um, was sitting around for eight hours out of the day behind a desk and just wasn't seeing, my fitness was starting to decay, and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to change courses, and I followed my true passion, got certified with ACE, like you said, and just became a personal trainer. And I've uh, been in love with it for the past two years now. Very good story. Excellent. And uh, welcome to the industry. Um, what is one cool or unique fact about yourself? Our audience loves to hear this answer. Um, I actually, since last year, uh, was introduced to obstacle course races. And I have just fallen in love with them. So since last year, I've done probably about eight so far. 
um, whether it's a Spartan race, a Savage race, a Tough Mud or Battle Frogs, I'll do them all. So they're so much fun. Very That's good. probably my interesting fact. Awesome. Very good. I, I um, know some people who do obstacle course races. And actually, uh, one of, uh, another podcast I had, um, she's a uh, sponsored elite racer. So that's a uh, oh wow, it's pretty cool. <laughs> and anyhow, so let's get into this topic of establishing a routine and using technology to get results. We talked over uh, the phone the other day, and I, w- I was like, wow, this is, would be a great way for for you to uh, do a podcast, your first one. And how would you describe to people um, exactly what this establishing a routine is all about? Okay. Um, when I first get a client, one of the main things I like to get across to them or to explain to them, um, not through just my words, there, there was a study done in 2008 by the Center for Disease Control in the United States government outlined in the it was Physical Activity Guidelines for Americans in 2008. So I like to tell people, look at, this, look at the source. In 2008, they did this, and they said that in order for adults to see health benefits from exercise, you need to be doing about 150 minutes a week of mildly intense aerobic activity and then mildly intense um, strength training as well that incorporates all of your body's major muscle groups. And that's the bare minimum to start seeing health benefits from exercise. So I kind of explain that that the 150 minutes breaks down into 50 minutes three times a week. So you need to be coming to the gym at least three times a week and not just doing cardio. You need to be doing strength training for all of your body's major muscle groups too. And I feel like that's an easy way to kind of set up a routine for people because you can break that into like a Monday, Wednesday, I'll do strength training. Friday, I'll do cardio. And that's an easy way to kind of just set yourself up, get into a very, very basic routine for exercise. Super. I was going to ask you too, is like, as far as doing cardio, it could be any type of cardio? Yeah, I get that a lot. People think cardio and then they just assume right away, oh, running, that means running. I hate running. I don't like to run. Um, that's not actually the case. There's a whole bunch of different stuff you can do. There's circuit training you can do with light weights using um, dumbbells or resistance bands and just doing four or five exercises in a row to really get your heart rate up there the same way that running would. Um, you can always do water rowing um, or a battle with ropes. I love to make my clients do the battle with ropes or, or jump rope. So there's a lot of different options you can do, stair climbing, besides besides just running to make up for, for cardio. Very good. I was going to also ask... As far as any types of specific strength training routines that you could uh, recommend? Yes. If somebody's doing three times a week, which typically is the minimum I tell people they have to do in order to establish a a set workout routine, um, the easiest breakdown is to do like a back bicep day. um, Because those muscles work together. Whenever you're doing a pulling exercise, working out your back, you're also somewhat working, working your bicep. It's an auxiliary muscle group. And then uh, a chest tricep day, because when you're, when you're pushing, when you're using your chest muscles, you're also using your triceps. So it makes sense to do this on the second day. And then uh, on the third day, uh, you've got uh, legs and your shoulders remaining. Um, and those, since those are the two opposing muscle groups left, you just work those on that last day. And then I also tell them to incorporate core exercising as often as they can. You know, you had mentioned, and that hits your your total body. Great, excellent. You had mentioned to us fifty minutes three days a week. Could people break that one hundred and fifty minutes down into five days a week, thirty minutes a day? If 
that's what they want to do? Absolutely, they could. Yeah, yeah. And that, that guideline I explained goes over different options, too. Like, if you're not doing mildly intense activity, if you're going harder, then the time is shortened. You can break it down however you want. I just feel like it's it's easiest to say, okay, three, if you've got, if you've got 50 minutes three times a week, boom, there you go. And I, I always tell people, though, that that's just the minimum. So you want to try to push yourself to do as much as you can. More than that's always better. Right. What, what's the best way to establish what moderate means, though? Um, a moderately activity, a mo- moderate exercise um, gets you in your target heart rate, heart rate about 60 to 80% of your maximum heart rate. Um, and I don't want to get into all the math, but the easiest way to do that is to get your estimated max, which is 220 minus your age. And then you multiply that number by 0.6 or 0.8, and you'll get where your heart rate wants to be. And people can monitor that using like a Fitbit or any other kind of uh, monitoring device. Very good, excellent. And we'll we'll go into the technology side of things a little right. bit. Um, well, just one last thing about this establishing a routine. Do you recommend people to work out in the mornings, afternoons, or evenings? Uh, it's really whatever's most convenient for you. Um, I've heard that it's not best to work out in the morning because your, your spine has decompressed. So if you're trying to do back exercises in the morning, you're more prone to injury. Um, sometimes if, if people don't like like to work out at night because they're tired from their day at work so then they're not going to push themselves as hard so it really it person to person depends on whatever is easier for them um i also wanted to get to for i kind of missed this point establishing a routine you want to make sure that you're setting goals that's another very important part to establishing a routine because if you just say oh i'm here to work out because i want to lose some weight and you don't set like how much weight you want to lose you don't have a time frame if you, if you can't measure your success, you're not going to be able to manage it. And I think that setting smart goals is really important to, to establishing your fitness routine, especially for a beginner. Very good. I was going to have you clarify smart goals for those who may not know that what that means. Right. Um, so a smart goal means it's specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-bound. Um, so this is an acronym. And so a a good example of a goal would be, I want to lose 10 pounds by July because that's when I'm having, that's when a wedding is. Okay, so it's specific, you want to lose 10 pounds. It's measurable because you've got a time frame. It's attainable because you've got a couple months to do it. Uh, It's also realistic for that same reason. Then you've got a time on it. You've got by the end of July. A specific date would be better, but that's a good example of a SMART goal. Very good. I I like using that acronym as well, and it really does help people focus on something so that they know the beginning and end because of the time measurable part. And so very good. I like it. I like it a lot. Well, let's switch gears a little bit here, Grant. I know you have a lot to talk about with this technology and getting results and I, I remember you telling me you use MyFitnessPal or something like that, an app uh, that people can use. Right. Um, can you share with us a little bit more about this technology that you, you implement? Sure. Um, so whenever I first get a client, I like to get baseline biometric readings. Um, typically, that includes blood pressure and heart rate. So I've got a handheld one of those. I bring that. Um, that's always convenient to use. Um, the next thing I like to do is uh, a bioelectrical impedance machine. So it's just like a handheld device that you use to test 
um, somebody's BMI, which I think is more of an obsolete number. The more important one that I like to get from that is body fat. So you get their body fat percentage, and then you can <clears throat> measure that against a chart and see where they're at and where they need to be in order to get into the ideal range. Um, and then the last thing that I like to do with people is make sure that I'm using an Excel document and I, I have all their exercises, their number of sets, their number of reps, any notes, if there's any injuries or anything like that, like, oh, this exercise hold my, hurt my shoulder, hurt my lower back. So I know exactly where they are, how they're progressing, and what exercises to do in the future. And then I can show that to them and say, like, look how much more weight we're doing, look how many more exercises we're doing because you're increasing your endurance. So I just like to use those, those kind of um, empir empirical data there to prove to them, like, look, it's working. Right. It, it's always good to see a before and after, so to speak, to see any progress, because that's really what people want to see, right? Right, right. Um, and then let me touch on my fitness pal too. I really like to convince, I try to get all my clients on my fitness pal. I think it's a great app. Um, I don't like the exercise portion of it, but the diet that comes free with it, you can put in all of your food. So every, every single food, every single food item that you've had, you can log in there for breakfast, lunch, and dinner broken down into calories, and it'll tell you which of your macronutrients you're consuming, what percentage. So of, of carbs, protein, and fat, those are your three macronutrients that basically all the food that you eat breaks down into. Um, and that's really important because you need to see, like, what percentage of your calories are coming from fat, what percentage are coming from carbs. Uh, because you can exercise all all the time, but if you're not getting that, that food in, the amount of calories you need and the proper percentages, you're not going to see optimal results. You're not going to be happy. Um, so that's why I like people to use my fitness pal so they can see their numbers and be like, oh, I need to change this, and then realize after they've done that, oh, wow, it really did make a difference. Now I've got more energy, or, well, I'm losing the weight a lot faster because I've, I've decreased the amount of fat, increased the amount of protein I've eat, I'm eating. Right. So I really like that that tool. Before I forget, Grant, uh, you had said something about ideal body fat percentages. For those uh, who are listening right. to this, could you uh, give the averages so that people uh, know where wh what to look for? Uh, yeah, body fat. Hold on. Let me see right here. I don't memorize it off the top of my head, but I can pull up a chart really quick. So for men, typically they want to be, it depends on age. It really does depend on age. Um, so you said your viewers are mostly ages 20 to 50. Ideally, you want to be anywhere from 8 to 15, 8 to 16 percent body fat for ideal on the low end. And then the high end of ideal, you want to be about 13 to about 20 percent body fat. So that's for men. And then for women, uh, they generally carry more body fat. For obvious reasons, for women, the body fat average percentage on the low end, the ideal would be uh, about 17, 18 percent, and then uh, 17 or 18 on the low end to about 24 on the low end, and at the high end, about 24 to 30 percent. So anything within those ranges for men and women would be would be a good target body fat percentage goal to hit. And just in case that people want to know anything like the obese category range, what would that be? Yeah, for, for men, uh, obesity would be a, over 25% uh, body fat. So 25% of your body is body fat. Uh, you're, you're over on that. Women, it's a little bit higher. 
women. If you are at 32%, that would be that would be obese for women. Very good, excellent. So, in addition to uh, your MyFitnessPal, what other technology uh, could people use to help them uh, get results? Um, besides MyFitnessPal, other technology is definitely uh, Fitbit, or there's other wearable technology that you can use. It tracks your heart rate, measures your blood pressure, everything like that. Um, I really like people to use those those because you can see uh, where you're at in regards to your target. Um, so you need to know where you're at all the time because if you're going too hard, then you know you're you're burning uh, a little bit less fat and you're you're kind of overdoing yourself. You want to kind of s- slow it down a little bit. Um, and then also you can see the m- number of calories that you burn for exercise. So let's say you've only gone for 20 minutes, you're going too slow, and you're like, oh, wow, I've only hit 100. I've only got 10 minutes to go. So you know to kick it up a notch or just to see where those see where those numbers get you. What's what's the best um, way to um, to use these technologies, these Fitbits and so forth? Is it to just track, to monitor all the above? What's in your opinion uh, the best form of way utilizing these tools? Um, just to look at the empirical data, I think, and see wow, these numbers are changing, I'm really seeing the results, just so you can see the results. Because I think a lot of people with exercise, especially in the beginning, um, give up a little too soon because they're like, oh, man, I'm not, I'm not seeing the weight drop off. And then using these numbers, you can kind of see those change a little bit faster than body composition. Uh, so I like to show that to people. And then they can use the technology to be like, oh, wow, there are – They might be small changes, but they are changes in the right direction. Got it. Right. Because you're going to see these these body fat percentage numbers, your heart rate go down. You're going to see some of these numbers change in the positive direction. Your weight going up that you're using while you're in the gym are going to change a little bit faster than your actual body composition in the mirror. So I think that'll help push, push people that are just getting into exercise to keep going, to stick with their, their routine that they've established. Correct. Good answer. I was going to ask you too, Grant, have you f- tried or heard of heart rate training where the people wear polar watches or these Fitbits to uh, train in certain heart rate zones? Uh, I think Orange Theory right. and things like that. Right. I have, I have heard of it. I'm not too keen on it, but yeah, I know what they do in Orange Theory Fitness. Uh, I actually love that idea where you have to stay within a certain heart rate zone to burn an optimal amount of fat and uh, a lot of calories. Um, I like to do what's called Tabata training. Um, so you do 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off. That's that's definitely a lot of fun. And you basically are just trying to get your heart rate as high as you can to increase your uh, cardiovascular fitness. Yeah, I like implementing that as well. It kind of came on the scene a few years ago for those who people who um, never heard of it. So it is a very uh, effective uh, cardiovascular and, and some strength, right? Training in there. Oh yeah, absolutely. You can you can implement in many different ways. Excellent, very good. So, is there anything else that you wanted to share about the technology that you implement or know of that might be useful information for our audience? I definitely do have some more. Um, People that are just getting started, I would recommend them hiring a trainer or finding a friend that 
does fitness because that always helps motivate you to keep going to establish that routine. If you do not have the money for that or you don't have, you just don't think you'll be able to do that, uh, you can use technology instead to really help you. Uh, go on YouTube, look up fitness videos. There's a million of them out there. You can find a good routine, get ideas, learn proper form. Go on Instagram. People have free eBooks a lot of the time. Uh, those people show you exercises, how to do them on Instagram. And uh, then there's another, you can, go, you can go on your phone actually and look up smartphone apps. There's tons of free apps you can look up uh, if you're looking to increase the number of push-ups you're doing to practicing or training for uh, a marathon. They've got everything available to you. So you just got to reach out and try to grab it and you, you can do what you want with all these, with all these tools. You bring up whatever good, you're trying to whatever you're trying to achieve, right? You bring up, bring up a good tool, which is YouTube. And I think that's underutilized, or is it because right. Netflix exists or something? But Netflix is also a, a great tool to to have around. They have many many videos, don't they? Yeah, Netflix does have a lot of good videos. That and you just reminded me of of another one on uh, Xbox. Actually, Xbox has oh. free fitness tutorials that you can go through. So it actually, if you're using Connect, Xbox Connect, it kind of, it sees the person there and it can show your body and how you're moving and you can like kind of play a game with it. So if you're doing the motion correctly and going with the person on the screen, it tracks that and tells you, oh, you're doing a good job. You get this many points. And then it can, it shows you this is how other people scored within the same age range. So it kind of, it pushes you and motivates you because you want to do well to get a high score. Right. Uh, and you're, you're going through these different like fitness videos. It's, it's a lot of fun. Right, right, right. And I was going to say also, there's this uh, company out there. And by the way, uh, MyFitnessPal and any of the other uh, companies we've mentioned here, we don't endorse them or anything like that, but um, they're just good examples. Um, the idea of ExerFit, where kids can play video plus fitness games to get in shape. Have you heard of that? Right. I have, yeah. They're like the Nintendo Wii. They have that Wii Fit. There's a whole bunch of gaming. The, the big one that now just came out is actually Pokemon Go. So there's been a lot of positive feedback with that about people going out on a lot more walks or runs or bike rides, going out to catch these um, like fantasy creatures, I guess, that are out in the real world. So you're required to go out and play instead of just you can't just play the game sitting in your house. So I think it's very good. I think I saw that on Facebook or something recently and just glanced over it and not really paying attention. Uh, could you enlighten me or enlighten the audience what that is when they hear this? What Pokemon Go is? Yeah. Um, so it's a smartphone video game. It's, a, it's an app. It's synchronized to your GPS and when you turn it when you turn it on, you can walk around like to the park, down the street, wherever you're going, and uh, because it tracks you on your GPS, it has like these creatures randomly in different areas in the real world. Okay. That when you walk by it, it pops up on your screen, and then you can like throw a ball and catch it, so it becomes like yours. Oh. And a lot of kids have taken to this and like going out on walks to to catch these Pokemon in different areas. Huh. So it's it's a pretty good tool. It's a free app or two, or it is free, one hundred percent free hmm. to play the game. Okay, interesting. Um, you might have to whip that out in the next few days and just see what's it all about. I guess. <laughs> but, yeah, check it out, Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go, <laughs> awesome. Um, 
so Grant, I, I know you have um, so much to talk about uh, with respect to fitness. Uh, you talked about goal setting. Um, one thing about obstacle course racing, I think you had mentioned earlier, is something that you do. Would you like to talk about that a little bit right now? Sure, yeah. Um, I love to do, probably my favorite right now are the, are the Spartan races, but uh, they're just so much fun. They're usually about, I think the beginner ones are about three to five miles that you can do. Um, tons of the different obstacles. So it's not just running, which I don't, I, I myself am not a huge cardio fan. I don't like to run for miles on end. Um, so it's a great alternative for me because you run for about quarter of a mile, then you do an obstacle, then you run, you do an obstacle. Um, and it, it doesn't just push your cardio. It is also many strength obstacles involved. Uh, I remember in the Spartan race, there's this one where you've got to fill this giant bucket with, uh, rocks and then you've got to carry it probably about a quarter mile and the bucket weighs like 40, 50 pounds. And this is after you've already run two or three miles out in the baking sun. Um, so it's very challenging. And I think that's why, that's why it's so appealing to so many people. Uh, they're in it for the challenge. Mm. Do you, do you recommend it for people who, uh, have any, uh, I don't know, injuries or anything like that? Um, there are some easier ones. I can't think of the name of any of them off the top of my head, but if somebody has an injury, I would say stay away from doing those for a while. Maybe wait till you're healthy again to train for one. Um, but if you, if you do want to go through with it, you don't have to compete with all of the obstacles. You can always go around. Um, they make it very user friendly. There's, there's drinking stations there. Um, so it's, it's a great experience no matter what your fitness level. All right, but I would say definitely know what you're getting yourself into before you step into it. Right, good advice, good advice, because uh, you probably will get dirty, right? People will get dirty. You get extremely dirty. There was uh, the last race I just did, mud up to my knees for probably about a fourth of the race, which is, it was about six miles, so you were, uh, you were very dirty, head to toe. Wow. They got showers at the end, so you're good, though. Okay, okay. <laughs> So be, be, know what you're getting into was a good advice and expect to get somewhat dirty and, uh, but have fun at, yeah. at the same time is, is the whole point. That's the main goal. Yeah. Always have fun with fitness or else it's not worth it. Awesome. Um, I really appreciate, uh, everything you shared so far, Grant, we're at about 25 minutes. Um, could you share with us, and, and this is something I haven't asked in a while to some of the experts, but I, I think you, you can answer this. Do you have three fitness tips for anyone who's listening uh, from your opinion, what they could work on after listening to this? Three fitness tips, yeah. Um, the number one would be, if you haven't, definitely, like we already talked about a little bit today, establish a goal. Goal setting is very important to reaching your fitness, whatever, whatever, whatever you're trying to achieve in fitness, set a goal and you will get there. All right. It'll, it'll push you to achieve that. Uh, that would be number one. Number two, I would say always, I would say change it up because it can get boring to do the same routine over and over again. And if you're working the same muscles in the exact same way, you're going to kind of not see the results that you want. Definitely change it up, make it fun, do a different workout, go try a class. Uh, that'll keep it interesting. That'll keep your passion for fitness alive. That would be number two. And number three, I would say uh, find find a friend to do fitness with because you push yourself so much harder when you have somebody to work with. 
uh, I know as a trainer that when I'm working out with a friend or when I'm training a client, I get the comments a lot like, wow, I push myself so much harder with you or, wow, this is so much better with somebody else because it gives you that little extra push, a little bit of motivation, and it's just somebody to talk to while you're, while you're working hard. Excellent answer. I love all three of those because they really do make a difference. Really, really do. So I appreciate that. Absolutely. No How problem. do people get a hold of you, Grant? And if you have any last piece of advice you could share with our audience. Uh, absolutely. You can get a hold of me on my website, grantluther.com. Uh, I'm also on Instagram. Uh, check that out if you want, Grant Luther Fitness. Uh, besides that, any other pieces of advice, I would say if you haven't already established your routine, use, use what you've learned today and get out there, get, get excited about fitness and change your lifestyle, make, make your life better. All right. It definitely, you, you will see with what we've said, you will see the results. You will be happier with your life. If you're not already working out, get out there and go. Excellent. Very good. Definitely very valuable information. Good knowledge, wisdom. I appreciate you sharing your time with us, Grant. I really do appreciate it. My audience will, too. I um, have nothing else to, sh to talk about, so I'll let you go, and I appreciate it again. Thank you very much, Eric. Thank you so much for joining us today on Healthy Living with Eric Sue. Head over to ericwsue.com for full recaps of every show in Eric's health and wellness blog. Your healthy living life is waiting for you. So stay active and be safe.